those who do not believe yet, uh, who do not see, not blessed are those who do not believe, blessed are those who do not see yet believe. So praise the Lord. Listen, guys, can I hear an elevate? Can I hear an elevate? Can I hear an elevate? What, what? What, what? Que, que? Elevado. Elevado. Irving. Heaven. 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 See, man, if you're watching live from Germany, I bet you're getting lit up here, right? Listen, we care about all nations, all tongues, all tribes. You know, if you got another language, like, like I don't know, what's a Swahili? <laughs> you know? That's not offensive. No, that's like actual language. If you go there, they will actually speak like that. That's not Swahili? When, can you find out what language that is? That's a real thing, bro. Just look it up. Tongue-smacking language. Or, and that's, that, I'm telling you, the missionaries go over there, and those people will be worshiping God with that language. Koisa. That's what it's called? Koisa? Oh, that's cool. Koisa. All right. Can you find out how to say elevate and Koisa. And then tell me after so we can do it next week. But hey, man, welcome to service. We meet every Friday at 7 p.m. If you're watching live, we would love to have you here. Um, man, we're going to, we, we have this sermon series that I feel like is uh, it's pretty important. It's going to be two sermons, uh, two sermon, two sermons, sorry, tongue-tied, two sermons. It's to be this week and the next week. And we're going to be talking about something very important, and that is nations. Everybody say nations. Everybody say Nations. Everybody say people. people. So we're going to be talking about something important, especially right now, nations and people, okay? Now, the sermon title is All Tribes and Tongues, and we're going to be talking about tribes. That means types of people, well, not types of people, but people that reign from different places in the world. We're going to be talking about different tongues. That means how people speak, different languages. And we're going to be talking about how the Lord is the Lord of nations, so that's a little, the title is just pretty much perfect for what we're going to talk about today. Now, we're at a moment in history where everyone is justifying coveting, wanting something that someone else has, justifying theft, justifying violence uh, towards a person because of their race and heritage. In other words, this is not new for mankind. This is not new. People have done this before. So the world has always been fallen ever since Adam and Eve. People have always taken because they wanted something. People have always coveted because they didn't have something. Thank you. So this is nothing new for us or in our history. Even in America, people may say that they have good intentions doing these things. I teach at a, a Christian school, and uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll, 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 I'll say, why is your laptop out? They all get laptops. Jenna actually goes to my school. What's up, Jenna? It's a little embarrassing me right there. Okay, and uh, sometimes, you know, I'll tell them, put the laptop away, because I know they'll be like, oh, I'm reading, the I teach Bible, so they'll be like, oh, I'm reading the Bible off it. And I'm telling you, sometimes I know, because I'll give them a Bible, and they'll still have the laptop out. And then I'll, I'll walk by them, and I'll see them kind of like uh, fiddle their hands, uh, fingers a bit, and I'll be like, okay, 
you know, they're lying. They may justify it, like, oh, I'm doing another assignment. That's why I had to do that. But they still lie. So people today are really justifying a lot of sins because they say they have good intentions. But everything that you do, God weighs the heart. So this nation, our president, our leaders, everything, the, the uh, teachers that are at your school, the, the people that are leading movements that are popular today, God is going to judge their every intention. He's going to judge their every motive. And he's going to see whether or not they were really doing it for something that was good. Now, what exactly are they doing, right? Well, they want to see, and this is something that the Lord was speaking to me the other day. They want to see heaven on earth, but without the Father's will. So understand that that Jesus prayed, Lord, uh, oh my gosh, our Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I only know in the King James, <laughs> our, our king, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So they want, on, they want on earth as it is in heaven, but they don't want God. So understand this, that everything that you're, you're seeing at school, it's all really trying to get to heaven, but without God. Trying to get nations to heaven without God. Trying to get restoration within people and races without God. Trying to see justice Without God trying to see heaven on earth without the Father's will. They want to see the nations prosperous and every tribe and language represented, right, in this utopia. It's a good motive. It's a good intention. You know, it looks like a good intention. We want to see everybody have everything they want and need, right? That seems like a good intention. It seems good. Yet they, and when I mean they, I mean the leaders of the world. And by the world, I mean this corrupted system of people that aren't listening to God, but are listening to their flesh and listening to the enemy. The the, the leaders that steal, the leaders that lie, the leaders that uh, pillage from other people. We're talking about those leaders, the leaders in our schools, the leaders in these organizations that don't care about God and his will. These leaders, they are infatuated with liberty, but are in love with sin. Understand that. They are infatuated with liberty. They talk about freedom, but yet they love their sin. These men, right, who follow the teachings, or these men and women that follow the teachings of other people that were inspired by hate and jealousy and demonic teachings, literally, they follow them. These people have become puppets of the enemy. And Christians are following them. Not just following them, but saying they're following them because this is something Jesus would do. This is something Jesus would do. And if you're wondering what kind of group or what kind of thought, what kind of idea that I'm talking about, this is this. Those people, they say gender is a social construct, but they're obsessed with race and currency. Do you understand that race was not a thing until about maybe... Less than 300 years ago, 200, thing, 200 years ago. That wasn't even a thing. It's a, it's a social construct. Did you know that before the dollar, there was gold? And before gold, there's a cow. That's a social construct. But they'll tell you, don't focus on gender. Don't, don't listen to God and what he says about male and female. But listen to us, what we say about money, gender, and currency, and money. We know we have a will that's better than the Father's. They say that they are righteous, 
They say that you as a person, right, you're righteous when you feel guilty. Get that. The Bible talks about freedom from guilt. What these people do, what they proclaim to the nations and every race and everybody is say, you have to feel guilty for what's going on because you're the problem. You're the problem. And the more you feel guilty, the better that you're doing. Understand that that's, that's not the gospel. Yet Christians are believing that. They say you can't preach about Jesus and sin, yet if you don't believe what they want, you're going to hell. Understand that. that if you don't believe what they say in their teachings, you're going to hell. But yet if we talk about Jesus, we're in the wrong. So understand that these are the people that are leading you. They say that a church is racist, yet by the understanding of the gospel, woman's suffrage started. Understand that in history, woman Christians started the civil rights movement for women. Understand that. They say that churches are racist, yet, and they've always been racist. Yet churches started the abolitionist movement to free the slaves. They put pressure on Abraham Lincoln. So this is what they say. They say that, you know, we, we've, we've always been racist, yet the church has been desegregating. You think, you ever heard of segregation? They would have blacks, Puerto Ricans, a bunch of minorities use their own fountains, use their own churches, go to their own schools. While the church was already doing desegregation. You understand that? So while people were still segregating and colleges were teaching this, that certain people were less evolved than others. While colleges were teaching that, Christians were desegregating. They were coming together. So understand that history shows, the gospel shows, that Jesus is on the side of righteousness and everyone else is not. Let history show that. Because... This is a very important thing. We want to see unity in this world. We want to see peace. We want to see justice. We want to see all these things. We want to see it, but the world does not have the answer. The world does not have the answer. The Word of God has the answer. You see, because the Word of God has already the end of the story. And the end of the story is this, that every nation, every tribe, every tongue will be before the throne room of God praising Him in unity. And how did they get there? It was the simple gospel that was preached to all creation. This gospel that includes everybody that believes in Christ, in Christ. If we can go to Revelation uh, chapter 7, verse 9, please. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. I want to clarify some things. There's two groups of people, religious uh, Religious cults, the Jehovah Witnesses and the, uh, the, uh, the Hebrew Israelites or the black Hebrew Israelites. The Jehovah Witnesses say that their 144,000 people are going to be saved. And that means total everybody. Total everybody. That means only 144,000 people in history will go to heaven. Crazy. Wild. Wild. And that's been their teachings because they thought that in the 1800s, Jesus was going to come back. That didn't happen, obviously. Then we have... By Hebrew Israelites that believe that if you're white, you're of the devil. And that if you're black, Puerto Rican, 
You may, maybe if you're Mexican, you might pass in there. If you're, you're part of that, that group that's of the darker skin color, well, you're good. You're probably from the tribe of like Benjamin, probably from the tribe of this person. This is all horrible teachings. You see, the issue that we're going through today with nations and tongues and languages and, and tribes, it's an issue that's been going on forever. Matter of fact, the Bible addresses this kind of stuff. Anybody ever heard of the Jewish people? The Jewish people. These people were chosen by God because, not because they were good or awesome or special, but actually Jesus chose them because they were not that. They were a small country or a small people, and God chose them to be the messengers of this, this, this law or this, uh, this way of living, to spread it throughout the world so that all the nations will be blessed. Understand that from the very beginning, God didn't want just one group of people to be the bearer of his name. He wanted all the nations to be blessed through him. Understand that. So let's read Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9. Uh, my bad. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. You're good, TJ. You're good. Thank you, bro. You're quick with it. All right. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. This is, there's a lot of symbolism here. This is talking about the end. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these in the white robes, who are they? Where did they come from? It's a rhetorical question. The Bible has rhetorical questions. He answered, sir. Well, I answered, sir, you know. And this is what he said. He says, they are, uh, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and have made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter, uh, will shelter them with his presence. Leave it right there, please. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb is at the center of the throne, and he will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Wipe away every tear from their eyes. If we can go back to the top, please. Now, there's a lot of symbolism here that is, that is important and also a lot of vision, a lot of prophecy, okay? It's not just symbolism. This stuff is going to happen, and it's probably going to be, like he said, more people than you can even count standing before the throne room of God. These people have white robes. They're dressed in the righteousness of Christ. They dip their clothes. They dip their works. They dip their lives in the blood of Christ. They're clean. What that means is they've been saved. They've been changed. They're, they're, they're not wearing the filthy rags of the world. They're wearing white, clean robes. And this is every nation, every tongue. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what tribe you come from. It doesn't matter what language you speak. Everyone will be praising God this day. So we have to understand that every nation, 
and tribe and tongue and people will be before the throne. They will all be before the throne. It's already been said. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And we're not just talking about English Americans, people that speak English and are American. We're not just talking about Spanish people. We're not just talking about black people. We're not just talking about people from other countries. We're not, we're not just talking about that. We're literally talking about every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Jesus wants to save everybody. That's always been his plan. The word of God has never changed. This has always been in the Bible. That means the, the, the racist slave traders, when they had to read this book, they had to skip it real quick. When, when people that went to other nations, I've read this, the, the Catholic conquistadors, when they would go to the, to the Aztecs and the Mayans and the, and the natives, and they would call them less than human because they, they, they weren't like them. When they read this verse, they probably had to skim through it. You see, the word of God has always been about all people, all nations. It's always been that way. It's never changed. This is not added. This, always, this has always been, and it always will be for eternity. Understand that, though, this is the truth. Race is not mentioned one time in the Bible. The word race is not mentioned one time in the Bible. But tribe is. It's because back in the day... They weren't caring really about skin color, even though skin color was frowned upon in certain places. That's the truth. They weren't caring about race. They were caring about what tribe you come from, what language you speak, what people do you associate with. So really, it was tribalism. So understand that back in the day, they're not talking about race. They're not talking about color. What they're talking about is what tribe you belong to because, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's white Jews and there's darker Jews. There's white Puerto Ricans, and there's dark Puerto Ricans. There's darker white people, and there's really white white people, right? I don't know, that's like kind of a double thing saying it, but, but understand this, is that color was and race were not a thing in the, Bi- the days of the Bible. When they talk about tribes, what they're talking about is people that reign from different countries, different nations that speak tongues that are different than yours, languages that are different than yours. So the thing is, these people, all of them, will be before the throne of God, and what they'll be doing is they'll be wearing white robes. You see, Jesus, his very intention was not to keep the gospel to a certain people. And I'm saying this not because, like, you know, I, I just, I can't, I want everyone to just get along or anything. I think it's a biblical man. There shouldn't be a thing as white churches, there shouldn't be a thing as black churches. There shouldn't be a thing as Asian churches. There shouldn't be a, a thing as Latino churches. You have to understand that it doesn't matter if you went to a black church or a white church in heaven. We're all going to be praising his name together, together. So it's not about your culture. You can't spell culture without cult. You can't. It's not about your upbringing. It's never been about that. It's never been about what you like. It's always been about Christ. It's always been about that one day being before his throne in his presence. It's always been about that. It's always been about that, but we have twisted it. We have twisted it. We've shaped it to be something else. We want to be comfortable. We don't want to be around people that don't look like us. But yet, if you, when you get to heaven, if you get to heaven, you look to your right or someone who don't look like you at all. 
You look to your left, there's someone who don't look like you at all. And honestly, I think about this. They're going to be speaking a language that you didn't speak. They have a different upbringing that you didn't have. Yet you're together. And all those people that were just like you, they liked sports. They liked the same things you liked. They liked the same music. They had the same upbringing, same food, right? There's no guarantee they're going to be there. Understand this, that the gospel, the word, the word of God, period, has never made culture the main thing. It's never made social, uh, social uh, livelihood the main thing. It's always made the word of God, his commands, the main thing. Now, they're going to be holding palm branches. I want to talk, talk on this. They want, they're going to be holding bran- uh, palm branches. What that is talking about is talking about the, the, they always did that before a king. They always did that before a king. So everyone's going to understand this is King Jesus. It didn't matter if you were from America in, in 2020 and your president was Donald Trump or 2008 and your president was Barack Obama. This is your king now. It doesn't matter who you followed, who you looked up to. Jesus is your king now. This is the reality now. The reality that Jesus brought on earth when he came incarnate in, in, in flesh that reality now is just as physical as anything else right now. It's even more. So he's your king. You can forget all the leaders you had. You can forget all the rulers you had, all the influencers you thought you were cool and thought were uh, good to look up to. Forget about all of them. This is all that matters right now. Jesus. See, they did this before for Jesus. When he was coming to Jerusalem, right before he got crucified, one week they, they were praising him as their king. Next minute they were Calling him a criminal, telling him to get killed. But everyone there, they're going to be of one mind. Everyone points to your head. Right? Well, that's not where your mind is technically. It's where your brain is. Your mind affects your brain. So point to your brain. Everyone points to their brain. One mind. One mind. That's what everyone's going to be. So if you're on a different mind than what I'm talking about right now, chances are you won't be there. Chances are you won't be there. If everything you just disagree with, listen, I'm just speaking the word of God. I'm speaking the word of God. I am talking about what they really thought was important. So God gave us this vision, right, in Revelation. He gave us this vision to John to tell the Christians so that they would be sure that they have hope, they have strength, so that we wouldn't be deceived before he returns. So that we would know that when Christ returns, we can have confidence that we'll be in those white robes in front of him. So will you be there? Will you be there? Will you be dressed in white before the king? Praising his name with nations that you've never even seen. I'm talking about nations that existed thousands of years ago. I'm talking about people that you've never met before. But yet you know them now. Will you be there? Well, uh, you know, some of us may be asking, how do we get there? How do we get there? How do we get from a, a people that, is, that are divided, a nation that is against one another, how do we get there? How do we get there from here? It seems like the world is full of hate. The world is full of jealousy. The world is full of murder. How do we get here? How do we get there from here? The answer is simple, the gospel. This is done simply by the gospel. 
If we can go to verse 10 through 14, please. Verse 10 through 14 of Revelation chapter 9. It says right here, and they cried out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Stop right there, please. Pause right there. Salvation belongs to God alone. To God alone. To nobody else does salvation belong. That means if we want to be saved in this life, if we want to be saved, we have to understand that that job belongs to God. To God alone, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now, if we can go to Mark chapter 16, through, uh, 16, 15 through 16. So, when Jesus came, his main focus was to preach to the Jewish people. Everybody say, preach to the Jews. Preach to the Jews. That was his main mission. That's what he did, to find the lost sheep of Israel. However, he ran into people that were not Jewish. He ran into people that were not Jewish. And what did he do? He said to one man that I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. He was talking about his own people. And he said that to a person who was not Jewish. So understand this, that the Bible talks about these type of things. People were mad at that. People were mad at stuff like that in the, Bible, the days of the Bible. Because Gentiles didn't keep a specific law. This law is not just the Ten Commandments, but I'm talking about 613. In the law, there are 613 commandments. And the Gentiles, that means anybody that's not a Jew, didn't want to keep them. They didn't see that they, they didn't want to. Now, Understand this, that today, people are making new type of laws and putting God's name on it. Understand that. People are saying that if you don't live this certain way, if you don't speak out against these certain things, I'm talking about if you don't speak out against people who aren't for LGBT rights, you don't speak out against people that won't burn down statues, you don't speak out against people that don't want reparations. You don't speak out against people that don't want to go to the border and protest the wall. Like literally stuff like that, politics. So there's a new law, and it's a political law. And when you go to school, they're going to teach you, you have to obey this law. If you don't obey this law, you're not a good person. You claim to be a Christian, you can't be a Christian because you're not obeying this law. This law that I made, you see, if you obey this, then you can really be like Jesus. You can really be like Jesus. What were they saying back in the Bible days? The Jewish people were going to the Gentiles. Oh, you follow the Messiah? The Messiah was doing these things. If you don't do this, then you're not a follower of the Messiah, the Savior. If you're not being circumcised, if you're not washing your hands before you eat, I get it, we should all wash our hands before we eat because of COVID, but understand this, that they were saying you're not holy, you're not a good person, you're not righteous, you're not following Jesus if you don't do these things. It's all baloney because the gospel is simple. He said to them, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples right before he ascended. Ascended means went to heaven, right, to sit at the, right thro at the throne where we'll see him. He said to them, go into all the world, say all the world. Say all the world. All the 
Say all the world. And preach the gospel to all creation. Preach the gospel to all creation. If you look at the verse on the back of the wall right behind you, you'll see Matthew 28, which is literally just a a complimentary uh, verse for this verse, which is you go into all the world and make disciples of every nation. You make disciples of every nation. So Jesus was not about being inward, was not about saying keep the gospel to yourself and to people that are like you, to people that you think are cool. He was like, yo, now that I'm resurrected, you see that I'm resurrected, you got to tell everybody about this. And you got to teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. It doesn't matter if they're not Jew. It doesn't matter if they are Jew. This is the new way to live. This is the new way. And the new way that I'm talking about is the teachings of Christ. So this good news is only for those who believe. For those who believe. I know it says uh, believed and baptized, but right after it says, right after that it says those who do not believe are condemned. So understand the main focus is faith, belief, trust, allegiance to Christ. Not allegiance to government. Not allegiance to the Latinx community. Not allegiance to Black Lives Matter. Not allegiance to this country. You love this country. That won't save you. It won't save you. There's going to be more than Americans in heaven that, love, that didn't love their country, and they're going to be there. It's the truth. None of that can save you. Only those who believe will be saved. Understand how important this is to those who believe. The baptism comes after belief, but those who believe. Paul said this in Galatians, and I'm going to go to Galatians in a little bit. He said, if you add to this gospel that Jesus, his life, his teachings, right, his death, his burial, his resurrection, if you add to this gospel that we can be saved by grace through faith, if you add to this grace message that God saves us not because of how cool we are, not because of how good we are, not because of how much money we have, not because of all the good things we've done, but if you add to this message of grace anything, you're cursed. You're cursed. You're separated from me. And many of us have tried to add to this message. Many people in this world, many people in this country, many people in your school will try to add to this message. We'll try to add to this message. And I want to let you know, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Listen, you simply believe in Jesus and you will be saved. You simply believe in Jesus and you will be saved. You add to that. If you if you add to that, like, look, okay, I'll believe in Jesus, but that's not enough. You know, I gotta I gotta make sure that I am speaking up for everyone that is right now not part of the patriarchy. I gotta speak up for them. Okay, yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah, but you gotta make sure that you get the right pronoun right, because if you're not, you can't be Christian because you're not compassionate. It's gonna be real. It's you, I, I'm not even joking right now. This is what they're gonna tell you in school. Are you ready for that? If you call some person a he, when they obviously look like a he, or if you tell them about Jesus, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to ostracize you. They're going to hate you. 
They're going to think you can't be Christian because it's not just grace anymore. It's, it's not just grace. It's now a law added to it. Understand that. A law is a set of rules you have to follow. So understand that, guys. You are going to be facing that in this generation. You're going to be facing people that will mock you, people that will hit you, people that will say all types of false things against you. I had a friend that works in CPS. I was preaching with him. His name is Jose Riasco. And we're preaching, and some guy comes out of nowhere and tells my friend, hey, you're gay. My friend's like, well, no, I'm not. My brother was, but he repented. He was saved. And he's like, no, 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 I know you're gay. You know why? Because I've seen you get, do gay things at CPS. So my friend was like, dude, you're a liar. He's like, nope, nope, I know it to be true, right? And he walked away. He came back, admitted that he lied. And I said, you're a slanderer. You're a liar. And he said, so what? So what? Get that right now. We didn't lie this whole time. We weren't hating anyone this whole time. But we preached Jesus. This man's law said that because we were preaching repentance, okay, we couldn't be Christians. But he could lie and slander people, and you could still be fine with God because you're obeying a different law. It's not about grace anymore. Understand that. Everybody heard of cancel culture? You're about to be canceled in this generation if you follow Jesus. You're going to be canceled. Are you ready for that? People are going to put you on blast. You made a status five years ago. Man, I love Jesus. They're going to be like, look at him, bigot. Look at him. He promotes a, a religion that hates us. He promotes the white man's religion. They're going to say all types of lies about you. They're going to bring up all types of things. Don't be deceived. It's by grace, through faith, that you've been saved. So the gospel is for all mankind. It is for all mankind. It is for all mankind. That means there is no cancel. No, there is no cancel culture in the kingdom. You cannot all of a sudden go to someone that is in sin and say, you know what, you're canceled. There's no self-righteousness like that. You don't do that. The gospel is for those that are racist and for those that have had oppression from racists. The gospel is for the gay men, and the gospel is for the person who hates gay people. The gospel is for, get this, the person who goes to church and the person who doesn't go to church. The gospel is for people that dress nice and for the people that can't afford that, for the poor, for the rich. You get what I'm saying is that there's no structure with the gospel. The, 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 levy, the, 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 the plane is it's, it's even. It's even. The leveling, it's even leveled. The playing field has been leveled. Are you part of creation? Then the gospel is for you. And you see, all these people that believed in the gospel, all these people that believed in the gospel, they're not part of different factions. Just because they're from nations and tongues and tribes, it doesn't mean that they belong to those tribes anymore. 
It doesn't mean they belong to those nations anymore. It doesn't mean that. What it means right here is that all of them belong to Christ. All of them belong to Christ. If we can go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 to 30. So all those people, all of them belong to Jesus. You see, before any of the type of classes that, we, that, that they teach in college right now about women's rights and all those things and, 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 and a working class and all that, all, all those things, which there's some good in those classes, right? I won't lie. But they, they try to teach that in order for equality to happen, you have to destroy the people at the top. You have to bring them down. You got to take their money. You got to take their property. This is critical race theory. This is stuff that you're going to be getting taught. They have little pamphlets to teach people in public schools now. So you're going to be taught these things that people that are up above, right, in the class system, the only way for us to be equal is you got to tear them down. That's the only way we're going to bring heaven to earth. That's the only way. And what exactly is heaven? What exactly is heaven? It's things that people have that are still committing suicide. People have heaven on earth without the Father's will, supposedly, and they're still committing suicide. They're still leaving their kids. They're still leaving their marriages. So is it really heaven if you feel like you're still missing something? Is what people in Hollywood, is what they have really worth it? They're still ODing on purpose. If they're still going to rehab, going to therapy, is what they really have, that heaven, really worth it? Listen, I want to talk to you about true equality. For it's this, and if you have your, your phone on ringer, if you could please put it on silent. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 to 30. 28 to 30. It says right here, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one. Everybody say one. Everybody say one. In Christ Jesus. So if you belong to Jesus, then you are Abraham's seed. That means Abraham was a Jewish patriarch. He was a Jewish leader. Way back in the day, God spoke to him. That means it doesn't, it, 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 you're, you're a part of this history, this part of this family with God. And you are heirs. That means you receive things that God gives his children according to his promise. So understand this, that God, he levels the playing field right now. He says that it doesn't matter if you're male if you're female, it doesn't matter if you're slave or free, because you see in Christ, we're all one. It means it doesn't matter what nation you come from. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what class you're a part of. It doesn't matter about any of those things. None of that matters. What matters is this, that you are one in Christ. You are one in Christ. So this, right, this right here, this is the solution. It's the gospel and the mindset that comes with the gospel. Because you see, what the gospel calls for is it's a change of self, right? A change of self. You are changed, and now as you are changed, you look like Christ. And where you go now, you don't care about a person's class. You don't care about a person's race. What you do is you love them as if you were Christ. Because what? We're all one in Christ. You guys understand that? Jesus is telling us that what we have in this life, the, the, the possessions that we have, the, the worldly riches that this world has, it fades away. Exactly. And it does not matter. 
It does not matter. And it's unfortunate that people, Christians, are saying it's okay to loot. It's okay to steal. It's okay to to be jealous, to covet, because all the things that they desire will perish. All the things they want to bring them heaven on earth will bring them hell. So we have to understand that. And it's not about what you gain in this world, but it's about the inheritance that comes in the kingdom of God. Because, see, God isn't going to look at Oscar and Josie and be like, well, Oscar was a male. You know, Oscar is light-skinned, right? Light-skinned Mexican, right? You know, he has more in this life. So when he gets to the kingdom of God, I'm going to give him more. No, matter of fact, it talks about rich people in the Bible, that they should be careful with their riches, that they shouldn't make an idol of their riches. You understand that? Jesus was not about the physical, worldly possessions of the world. And in closing, if I have Lawrence up and, and the altar workers, verse 14 to 17. You see, people want equality, understood, right? People want the nations to be, you know, prosperous. And they want people of all race, all backgrounds to be the same. That, that these are all things that should be wanted. But how we get there are two different, they're way different. You see, because in this moment, right, in this moment, this is heaven on earth for these people. Because if we go to, TJ, if you go up a little bit more, please. Actually, I'll go to Revelation chapter, sorry, Revelation chapter 9, chapter 7, Revelation chapter 7, verse 15. So it says right here, therefore, they are before the throne of God. So these are the, the people dressed in white. And serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Remember, I was talking about a safe place. I was talking about how God is your refuge. Do you not understand that there is going to be a physical, a tangible, you can feel it, you can see it, the presence of God right there. Never again will they hunger. Poverty is solved right there. Never again will they thirst, right? Starvation is solved right there. The sun will not be down on them, right? That means when they work, when they do things, they won't go tired and weary. It says, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will be our guide in this life, in that life. He will take care of us. We will live off the life of God. Understand that. That God, his own existence feeds us, clothes us. We are basically living because his life. That's something to think about because what, what do we live off now? We, we live off food. We live off shelter. We live off water. And what is he saying? You'll never hunger. You'll never thirst again. You're clothed in white. So he will li- lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, you want comfort in this world? You want peace in this world you want people that are suffering and oppressed to be liberated and saved and set free look no further than Jesus look no further than Jesus look no further than him if I can have everybody stand up please listen every Every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every, everybody that has ever lived, right? Okay, they're going to face God in judgment. But now, from every nation, from every tongue, every tribe, 
God is going to have people, His people. I want you to think about this. Are you going to be there on that day? Are you going to be there when God wipes away every tear that you've ever shed? I'm talking about people that you've lost and you cried for. I'm talking about times you've been mocked, you've been bullied, people that have done wrong to you. There is going to be a comfort that this world can never give you on that day. And you can experience a taste of that now. You can experience a taste of that now where God can come, right? And he can make you new and he can comfort you. He can be that shelter for you. And what does it depend on? It doesn't depend on you or anything you think you can do. It really just depends on one thing, and that is the gospel. That you've received this salvation that belongs to God by grace. By grace. See, that's how bad God wants to comfort you right now. That's how bad God wants to save you from the sin that you're living in. That's how bad he cares about everyone in this world is that he wants to, he came to save you. And it's not about what you've done, it's simply about what he's done. That's how bad God wants to save you. He wants it, that's a desire, that's his will. Now, when you are saved, understand this, that you now, your life that you lived does not matter it really doesn't it really doesn't what matters now is Christ because all are in Christ that means the person next to you that is in Christ and the other person next to you that's in Christ you're actually one with them you're on the same mind you're on the same life because that person is who you're gonna see for all eternity So this is the altar call. If you don't believe in Jesus, listen, you will not see this. What you will see is hell. Hell, burning fire, hell. If you are not following Jesus right now, understand this, that there is nothing but wrath for you. And God will not say, hey, listen, well, you've done a lot of good things. What? Look what God did. He sent his one and only son. He sent his one and only son perfect, blameless, blemish-free, not a sin in him, to die for sinners who hated him. You see, there's nothing good that you can do that can compare to what God has done. He will not pity you for some of you who are refusing to follow Jesus. You will be receiving nothing but wrath. Not because God wants to. Because get this, God sent his one only son. So God's already done what he needed to do, right? To bring us to him. The only one that is stopping you from coming to Christ is you. Believe in Christ. Trust him. Trust him. For those that you, those of you that have put your faith in Christ, but you are a little scared at this moment in history because you're seeing God's plan, but you're not seeing how it's working. You hear the Bible, you see how it ends, but you're not seeing that working in this his, in this in this moment of point of history right now. You need strength. You need courage, dude. I'm telling you, come up. Let us pray for you. Let us pray for you when you go back to school. You should be sharing the gospel. On Zoom, you should be sharing the gospel. To friends and family, you should be sharing the gospel. Even if people don't like it. So if you could bow your heads and close your eyes. Listen, I want you guys to to think right now about that day when we will be dressed in white. You, You will have every tear that you've ever shed, everything, right? Everything that has ever brought you pain and sorrow it will be wiped away. Think about that right now. 
Think about that peace. Think about that, that, that is so beautiful. That God would see our pain, our pain. This is God who is above our pain. Think about it. God is above our pain, right? But yet he's able to sympathize through to us, sympathize with us, and wipe away our tears. Think about the beauty of that. Think about the beauty of that. Will you be there? Will you be there? I want to see you there. Have confidence in Christ. Trust in him right now. Trust in him right now. As Lawrence worships and he leads us in this time, start to pray. Start to ask Jesus, Jesus, can you save me? And if you are saved, ask Jesus what your will is. How can I bring heaven to earth? Because a lot of people are trying to do it, but they don't care about what you have to say. I want to be the difference, God.